0: Welcome to episode 112 of No
1: Crying in Baseball. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey there. It's Sunday night, not my best moment of the week. I'm I'm in a little bit of a crunch for tomorrow morning, but talking about baseball is going to make me happy, right? We're talking
0: about baseball, pierogies, and presidents, so these are a lot of things that you'll enjoy.
1: So many good things. On
0: today's show, we'll introduce you to our new boyfriends with the Orioles and the Pirates. The Pirates also have a new manager. We're going to talk about him a little bit. We're keeping our eye on the Padres because I think they're going to contend this year. I win more stuff. It it happened. I had nothing to do with it, but I won more stuff. That minor league kerfuffle that we were talking about, it's gone to Congress. There's a task force. There's a presidential candidate involved, and there's some pitchers possibly being demoted because of it. Then we get a little susian about the WUSOXs. And I help Potty Mouth decide which mascot job she wants to apply for, and Potty Mouth finally finishes her homework about the Winter Leagues.
1: So I have to fess up about a couple of things right now. I'm going to fess up about fucking up last week's episode number because we said it was episode 110 for the second week in a row, and now we're at 112. So you know you can do the math. And then I was just framing you for our little Instagram video, yeah. and and it says I got the little hockey puck and the baseball, a uh, baseball for hockey definition. But the word puck didn't come through the whole time. But as you moved, the uck part came.
0: Awesome. So it was awesome. kind of perfect you for you. You made me. my cool new cross training t shirt into a, a potty, potty mouth t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Fine.
1: Fine. But first, or, or but next, uh, we're going to go into boyfriends. So on this podcast, we have so many boyfriends, so many boyfriends. And that's really kind of a fun thing to say. But we choose new ones each season. We each get one guy per team that we choose because of something special. And you're teaching me that skills should be part of the equation, and I'm trying to take your advice here. Because at the end of this choosing, we're going to make our fantasy baseball boyfriend teams and play for the season and see how these guys do. So we start from the bottom, the teams with the worst record from last year. And so here we are with the Orioles. But but it's the second week of Boyfriends. Second
0: week. This is second from the bottom. Thank you very much. Yeah. Ooh.
1: So we're rooting for the Orioles now, right now this week, and I was kind of excited to root for Pedro Severino, because he came from the Nationals, and I didn't realize how Nationals he was. He was Nationals from the beginning, all through the whole organization. He worked his way up, and and I guess this is a good reason to pick him, and basically I couldn't figure much of a good reason to pick most of the Orioles, but... This guy, because it's he- It's a ha-
0: rebuilding year it, again. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and that thing that you were talking about, about who knows where they're going. I mean, they got rid of my boyfriend from last year, Jonathan VR, because he was so good. So it's kind of hard to latch onto the good guys, although, although Severino is one of them. He had a hard time when he was with the Nats on the major league level, but man, did he work his way up. He started in the rookie league and $55,000 signing bonus. Doesn't that, that sounds- like, not a lot of money. That sounds like not a lot of money. In 2010. And uh, he was young then. Let's see. I can't do the math. He's 26 now. So in 2010, he was nine years younger than 26, which would be 17.
0: Very good. It's fun right. to watch your brain work. I can actually <laughs> so, see the hamster wheel turn. And the little there, smoke come out smoke of my blast. ears.
1: All right. That is enough math for me today. <laughs> So he, I learned a lot about the Nats organization, though, looking into him, that the Rookie League is the Gulf Coast Nats. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where they are. That's We need a field trip. He moved from there, though, to the Hagerstown Suns. They're which, getting cut. Oh, what, oh shit. They're yep, on the chopping block? They're on the chopping block. Well, we better get to Hagerstown. That one we can definitely do. I mean, sure. I love your like road trip idea, but man, we can make it to Hagerstown, Maryland. So he was the youngest player, actually, when he was on the Hagerstown Suns in 2013. And that is when his arm started working for him because he made all-star of the single A's that year uh, because he threw out 40% of the attempted people stealing on nice. him. So way to go. Then he went up to the Potomac Nationals for A-Advanced. And then he went up to the Harrisburg Senators, right? Yep. In for AA. And then he he was up to the Nats for a cup of coffee, as you would say, in September of 2015. And then back to Syracuse, which is when the Nats used to have AAA close-ish by in Syracuse before they moved all the way the fuck across the country. Makes no more sense. And then he came up in 2016. And then uh, last year in March, he, the O's got him off waivers, which you have explained multiple times, and I'm not going to even attempt to to uh, res- uh summarize that's the word that's that was this year right, this past that, march yeah this yeah. yeah so so i was sad i mean a little bit sad i mean he was fun yes, and savvy. he was good he was fun he was good on defense but he was only batting 187 but you know what since he went to the o's his average increased his hitting increased and he still had that killer defense he ended up getting um three home runs in a game which is impressive for anybody it's, but it's he really was impressive. the first dominican catcher to do that it's proving that there's a stat for everything. There have been several other Dominicans, many, like a dozen or so, who have gotten three runs or more in a game. And I think Sammy Sosa did it six times. Alex Rodriguez did it five times. But Severino's the only catcher to have done it. Although Gary Sanchez of the Yankees did it, but it was a game that he was batting DH. So... So Severino holds the record, and it was a crazy game because uh, they they won. The Orioles won. Yeah, that makes it a crazy game for last year. They won 12-11, to 11, and Texas was coming back with six runs in the ninth inning, and Severino made an amazing play to get the last out. It was a wild pitch, and he corralled it and made, managed to throw it to good old Chris Davis at first base, but he did not stop there. He got a grand slam in August off of Austin Pruitt to the Rays. So look at me going for the, the mad skills. I don't know too much about his personal life. I know that he was playing very young and that he started off in Dominican Republic as a pitcher, outfield and third base, but his ne- team needed a catcher. And so his dad said, play catcher. And then he had a good arm, so it went on from there. So I'll be following him.
0: I like it. We've, we always enjoyed him with the Nats. He just did not get a lot of playing time. And I think that improvement you're talking about may very well be because he's had a lot more time to play. So good that for makes him. Sense. Yep. So I hope good things happen to, to Sebi there. And who's the teammate that I should be watching for? You should be watching Anthony Santander, who plays left field. He's only 25. He's from Venezuela. He became a switch hitter when he was 15 because he thought, I might be more... Attractive to scouts. Huh.
1: If it's, I can, if I can switch hit, and so this he started. Fifteen-year-old commonality. Going. That's right. That's right. He was
0: signed by Cleveland in 2011 at the age of 16. So
1: there's a sign for you because that's your team.
0: That's right. He did okay to start out with, but then he injured his elbow, which kept him out of a lot of the 2013 and 2014 season. So it kind of slowed down his progression a little bit. He was actually picked up by the O's in that Rule 5 draft in 2016. His debut happened in August of 2017. Now you'll appreciate this. His first major league home run was in April 2018, a three run home run at the Yankees off of Domingo Herman. At the Yankees, that's at great. The Yankees. And off
1: of Herman, who yeah, is,
0: yeah, that's also good. his his first major league steal was that very same week in that very same ballpark. So I like this so he started well with his firsts of everything. He um, finished the season with uh, 20 home runs and 20 doubles and had a 12-game hitting streak in 2019. And you'd say, that's pretty good, but mm-hmm. is that great? Well, the Orioles this past year, that was actually a bright spot. That was really, really great. After his hitting streak, he had a little bit of a slump. And the, the article I read called it a Davisian slump. <laughs> that's great. Which I thought that was an excellent word. Um, former boyfriend of yours, yeah, Adam yeah. Jones. Right, we love us some Adam Jones. Had the record for um, home runs for outfielders twenty-four and under at nineteen, and so Santander beat that record this year with twenty home runs. And there is a stat for everything. Stat for everything. And anytime you can say, "Wow," the last guy who did this was Adam Jones. That's cool. And also nine years ago, that it is pretty impressive. Yeah. He also went five to five five of five against the Rays in August. And here we go with another stat for everything. It was the second time in O's history that three players have gone five for five in the same season. Um, Hanser Alberto and Renato Nunez were, were the other two.
1: And you know, you gotta get, if, if the O's earned something last year, you gotta give them some credit for it. So
0: here's Yay. the thing that you're gonna like and you're gonna say the drinking game word. Oh, good. I have some All right. beer. Get mm-hmm. your beer in your hand. I got it. In August... There were 4,000 Scouts from the U.K. And by Scouts, I mean Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, not like, like the Scouts with where? the radar guns. <laughs>
1: no, right? why does the U.K. Have baseball scouts? This was a giant trip, I think, probably okay. to the
0: Scouting Jubilee or something. And mm-hmm. the Scouts had said, we want to experience American sports. So 4,000 of them went to Camden Yards, and I'm guessing that may have been the highest attendance they had <laughs> all season. But they were sitting out there in the outfield, and you know how— after an inning is over, the outfielders might like throw the ball out into the stands. Mm-hmm. So Santander threw the ball at the, you know, to this group of kids, and they fell in love with him as a group at one time. And for the rest of the game, whenever he made any play, even if it was completely routine, like just a little pop-up heading right to his glove, didn't have to move, they stood up and cheered for him. Oh, yeah, that's adorable. And it was, I'm drinking. Go ahead and drink. I'm going to mm-hmm. drink. Okay, hold on. I'm drinking, too. And you know, that should happen more often. That's great. <laughs> Apparently, more than one of these kids got up and ran to the team store and bought his jersey. On um, the so scoreboard, cool. they put up official international Anthony Santander fan club for these kids because they were just so crazy. And then later on, during, um, like, uh, much later, after like days or weeks later, during an interview with Santander on like local Orioles sportscast, they FaceTimed. A bunch of these kids who were all meeting together, and they started chanting his name, and they were all wearing O's gear. Back in That's the UK, great. So it's really super fun, and he was just digging it and laughing at them and waving and throwing them more stuff, and had a great time. So he's got this personality. He's engaging. He's on the you know on the upswing. So I'm going to keep my eye on Anthony Santander
1: with the Orioles. That is some serious boyfriend material. You yeah. definitely know how to nail that sort of like key 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 things that connect with you boyfriend demographic i'm i'm learning like i've i've got my you know tendencies or instinct and they're not always good and and especially with the pirates so that's our nl team for this week and i have not done well at uh, longevity, let's say, with yeah. my pirates picks. So I picked Sean Rodriguez two years ago because he got in a fight with a Gatorade cooler. Turns out that's not a good reason to pick somebody as a baseball boyfriend. What I like is
0: you picked him because of that. You didn't like that didn't happen after you picked them. Right. that was actually why you yeah, it was, okay. yeah,
1: yeah right. that was some great video involved. anyway go, really go way back in our archives to hear my telling of the Sean Rodriguez Gatorade cooler battle. And then last Last year, I picked Francisco Cervelli, who's a great guy, but continued on this concussion thing and did not last with the Pirates. So I wanted to go with a guy who's going to be with the Pirates all season. I am really crossing my fingers that he stays there. And this is Brian Reynolds in left field. And it, the other thing that I liked about him is he kind of reminds me of Mr. Pottymouth oh. in his description. It said that he's the quietest guy on the team. And that when he was, like, a little kid, he they, they thought he didn't talk for the first, like, few years of his life because he let his sister do all his talking for him.
0: Did Mr. Pottymouth so, do that
1: same thing? I think, well, Mr. Pottymouth's brothers did a lot of talking. And I don't know if they talked for him or maybe they just, like, said that they did. But, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Pottymouth did They do not didn't. speak for me. Yeah. So it kind of reminded me of that. And he had a, a couple of, like, little Injury issues that, you know, Mr. Pottymouth had that concussion at the hands of his kid when she was on softball. But it was the other way around with um, Brian Reynolds. It was He was a little kid and his dad was uh, teaching him how to spin on his heel to like pivot. And he was, like, doing the squish-a-bug thing and practicing without the bat. And then the first practice with the bat, and he took out his dad's knee. And oh, <laughs> dad geez. started, like, sort of hopping around. But dad was a really good sport because apparently dad wanted to fish with his kid. So he bought a boat, and it was, like, called the bass boat or something like that. And he, his, his image that was that he and his son would go out fishing every weekend. And then the kid picked up a bat, like, at a very young age and wouldn't stop swinging it. And the dad, I think, ended up selling the boat or beaching the boat or whatever you do with a boat when you're not fishing with it and started (laughs) going to the kids' baseball games or t-ball or whatever you start with. But he he just always excelled at baseball. And in high school, he was in varsity from freshman year. And actually, he showed up to, and this is sort of like the tenacity that I kind of like, too. He showed up to tryouts with a fucked up hand because he had just come from his travel team and he, I forget how he did it. He sliding sliding to home, and he messed up his hand, and he was having a hard time batting. And they had him uh, switch hit, which I guess was sort of the beginning of his switch hitting. And it turned out that his hand was broken. He hit a home run, and then stopped playing because his ham hurt, hand hurt. He made the team. Was and- it his handmate? I, I don't know I bet it was his hand. Oh, yeah, yeah and maybe that led to the superpowers because then not only did he play varsity all through high school but he was a starter all through college at Vanderbilt and went with them to their first college world series championship he did not graduate he was scouted after junior year with the with the um, Giants and he went to the Padres not Padres Pirates that other <laughs> the Pete team that we're talking about Pirates yes it's late On January 2018, on the McCutcheon trade. Uh, And it was a lot of pressure for him. Those are some pretty big shoes to fill. They are. So he was nervous. And in spring training, he started off one for 21. But he called dad. And good old dad, who stuck with him when he was the little kid squishing the bug, he (laughs) uh, pep-talked him. And he came back. And so he's looking good for this year. So I'm going to stick with Brian Reynolds. And hopefully it will be a long-term relationship. Just like Mr. Potty Mouth.
0: I hope so. And I realized that I took a page from your previous boyfriend book and that you picked a couple guys last year that were sort of injury prone or coming off of injuries. And (laughs) I did that, but I'm hopeful. I'm going with George Polanco, who's 28, plays outfield for the Pirates. He's from the Dominican Republic, where both of his parents are police officers in Santo Domingo. Wow. I thought that was a fun fact. His nickname is El Coffee. And he was not asked, coffee? "No, coffee, huh. coffee." And he was at, asked why. And he's like, "Well, when I was fifteen, my coach thought I looked like this other kid on the team whose nickname was El Coffee, so they called me that too. So he wasn't even named for coffee. He was named for a kid whose nickname was El Coffee,
1: and not even like trying to distinguish the two of them by giving no. them different nicknames. No, like they, you're getting them confused. Might as well yeah. call them the same thing. Yeah, okay. There's that.
0: He also he throws left and." As you know left-handed pitchers are, you know, pretty valuable. He was trying to play outfield, but his team made him pitch because he was a lefty and he's tall, and those are some good qualities in in some good pitching. So they forced him to pitch in for like showcases and things, you know, with the academies and all of that. And then they said, "Oh, actually now we're short in the outfield." So forget the whole pitching thing, go play the outfield, which made him happy because he wants to be in the outfield. So we got to do that. And was so good at it, the Padres signed him as an intern.
1: Say, I said Padres too. Oh, sorry, I fucked oh, that up. Oh my they, God. it's coming soon. Padres will be in this episode. Wow. Stay tuned. Oh well, the right pirates, now it's pirates, Pirates, the Pirates signed him as an
0: international free agent in 2011. He debuted with them in June. 2014 and here comes your stat for anything he was the first pirate since roberto clemente in 1955 to hit in each of his first seven major league games and then he went one better and broke that and hit in the eighth game and he's the only pirate to have ever done that
1: wow to break That's a clemente cool. record is That's pretty, pretty, sweet. pretty cool in
0: 2017 here's the good guy part He partnered with Strike Out Hunger, which is a program of the charity Food for the Hungry in their sports partnership, and they work all over the world to help bring communities out of poverty. So what he did was they're working, in this case, in the Dominican Republic, and he toured with them a lot of neighborhoods not too far from where he grew up and to see what's happening there, and he pledged $25 a hit to this wow, and that's challenged fans to pay what they could, like pledge per hit or just pledge money to this organization. Um, because he said, you know, this is so close to where I grew up. This is really important to me that this that this works. He shares the outfield with Starling Marte, and they actually live near each other in the Dominican Republic about 10 minutes apart, and they work out together in the offseason, which I thought was kind of cool. In 2018, he really kicked in. He had the best offensive numbers he'd had in his career until he injured himself. In September of 2018, he dislocated his shoulder and had surgery to repair that. Came back in the beginning of 2019, had a great couple of weeks, but he was back too soon and he plummeted. So he was like down to rehab assignments and back up and back down. And then he was out for the rest of the season to make room on the on the 40-man roster you know, in in the late season for some other people, but they fully intend for him to come back. They say the outfield is his. If he can do what he did before he was injured, he's going to be in great shape and he's going to do good things for that outfield. Another thing for Potty Mouth is that this past year for Father's Day, he wore customized cleats saluting Big Poppy because that was right about when David Ortiz was shot. And they are, they have a connection from the Dominican Republic. And he said that um, Ortiz is his idol and was told by him, I know you can be the next me.
1: That's some big shoes to fill.
0: Yeah, and they're customized shoes. They're pretty cool.
1: Along with
0: these players we're profiling, the Pirates have a new manager. They have a new president, a new GM, and now Derek Shelton just this past week was announced as their new manager. Pirates makeover year. It is a makeover year from the top down. And... Everything I've read seems really positive, actually, about all of these guys, including the new manager, Derek Shelton, which is unusual, right? Because often you find some people saying, yeah. oh, yeah, but he did that thing. We don't like the way he did this. No one's saying any of that that I have found about Derek Shelton. He was the most recently the bench coach for the Twins under their manager, um, Rocco Baldelli. If you And if you remember, he was the 2019 American League Manager of the Year. So hopefully some of those good skills and qualities have rubbed off on Shelton.
1: Quick question. Yes. This the last manager slot to be filled for this year? There were like six open manager slots. And I remember we were like talked about a couple of them. Right. But that's a good question. This might have been the last one. It might have
0: been the last one. We'll have to double check that. Um, His task right now, and this is in quotes, is to is detoxifying the team culture if you remember we've talked about their brawls in the clubhouse we clubhouse we've talked about suspensions things were not going well interpersonally for the pirates as well as how they were doing on the field and he said no blame i don't know how things were handled in the past we're starting fresh and what he means is he's talking to everyone. He's already talked to a dozen or more of the players directly, including going out to lunch with them or having phone calls with them. He wants to see players set the tone for how the clubhouse should work. And he wants to figure out what's the best support that we can give with management, general management, front office, all of these things to help these guys clean up their act, but do their best, right? Here are the tools that you need. Other people who have worked with him saying he's he's a great communicator. And he's really trustworthy. He's going to be very honest with you. He's not going to sugarcoat things. He's going to tell you the way things are. So I don't know if this is just it's all shiny and new, or if this is really how it is. But I'm hoping for the best for the Pirates because they had a messy, messy year.
1: That sounds like a positive step. So yeah, yay Pirates. And okay, now we're going to get to the other P word now. We're going to talk about the Padres. <laughs> we've, yay, finally. we've been trying to talk about the Padres. Just, we just wanted to say that we've got our eye on what's going on with the Padres and it looks like there's some good stuff going uh, including a couple of our former boyfriends so you know we pick these guys with such care that we kind of get attached to them Tommy Pham was your boyfriend from two years ago, two years though, ago right that's when right. he yep. was back at the Phillies was he in the Phillies no wait because he was most recently in the Rays that's right you picked him not when he was on the Rays he was, I can't remember either. I, I don't know. Well, to, to come back from that, look back Cardinals, on Tommy Finn. Cardinals. Cardinals. I knew it was a red team. I knew it was a red middle. Cardinals. That, wow. Yep, my, yep.
0: Um, I'm on my um, second beer, and yeah. that's embarrassing.
1: Yeah, well. That that's all
0: it took. It, it,
1: it was close. It just took a minute. Um, And also, my ex-boyfriend, uh, Jerkson Profar, from the A's, so they have both recently. Wait a minute. From the A's or from Curacao. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that's why I picked him in in my great qualifications that I have from my boyfriends. I picked him because he was from Curacao, but also he's an interesting guy. And now they're both on the Padres along with Machado and Tatis Jr. And some things are going Hosmer. on. Yeah. Yeah. And Hosmer's. This could turn around. They just need maybe another pitcher. Yeah. Don't take ours. It sounds like it. Well, there's a pitcher who's kind of pissed off about it. So there's a great article in The Athletic about the reaction from Blake Snell, who's the primo Rays pitcher. And uh, he apparently has a Twitch feed, you know, that gaming thing where you just watch somebody play games. And I guess it sounds like an affliction. It's, Oh my God, I've got a Twitch it, feed. It
0: does. <laughs> I'm so old. I'm sorry. I'm so old.
1: Yeah. I first, I think I first came up on the Twitch thing with a when I had a from the Padres also. And we couldn't now, stop saying a Yeah. And now he's in like Korea or something, but he's still twitching that Twitch thing. <laughs> you can't shake that Twitch. So, I've had a lot of coffee today. I think I'm still twitching too. <laughs> I totally feel like it. So Snell's twitching. And while he was twitching, somebody told him about losing fam. And he said, ah, what? We lose Fam, and we get Renfro and a slapdick prospect? What does so that even mean? That uh, guy who jacks off, I guess, is what he's saying. Slapdick. I'm so know. glad I yeah. asked. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. So it's Xavier Edwards is the slapdick prospect who, I don't know how, what his reaction was, but um, but Snell did apologize. And he said, you know, it's just he was caught on air. He heard the news and he's really close with Tommy Pham. And, and this, I think, is the most adorable part. So I get to drink again. The reason why they're close, he, <laughs> yeah. he said he went shopping with him on the off days, and they had similar interests in music and fashion. It's a bromance. Like, I love it. Uh, that's really cute. All right. So that's adorable. So I get to drink before I talk about you winning more stuff.
0: I like winning more stuff, especially when I do no work whatsoever for it, and yet I get points.
1: Yeah, and it's even for something you don't like. So what we did after we totaled up, like, <laughs> it doesn't seem fair, does it? <laughs> so unfair, so unfair. We both made predictions last season on shit that would happen, like who would win the World Series and stuff like that. It's only and shit that would happen because I guessed right. And you, you didn't. You t- Is that why it's I guessed some right? You did I, guess some right, right? But you guessed more right. I you did. had more points at the end, and we totaled up our all our points, and we included Cy Young and go back to our past. Um, Episodes, if you if you missed out on all the fun. But there was another award that we did not consider, which is the Edgar Martinez Outstanding DH Award and your boyfriend, wait, Nelson wait, 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 Cruz. Stop. Why is
0: there an award for that? It's not a real thing. So
1: there you go. Like, you don't even support the DH. Like, I'm a DH backer and you get the award for Nelson Cruz. This award, it's been around for a while, so I can't believe that I'm we all have been... all for Nelson
0: Cruz and Edgar Martinez, but it's a silly position. It's,
1: the award's been there since 1973. Wow. But it was renamed Named in 04 after Edgar Martinez, who just got the Hall of Fame last year. He did. Wasn't? He did. Um, and he had won five times. So I guess that's why the award was named after him. But I'm wondering if we need to change the name, because after that point, David uh, Ortiz, the aforementioned, has won eight times. Wow. This is Cruz's second. So I don't know. He might get there.
0: Well, he might get there, but he's also getting kind of old. So I don't know how much longer he's going to play. So, yeah. But he's pre- looked pretty good this year for damn sure.
1: Well, speaking about people who we hope aren't playing much longer, this time we hope aren't playing much longer, Addison Russell, who have given a lot of shit to. Wait, what's his name? Addison fucking Russell, who have given a lot of shit to on this podcast, has been appropriately dumped by the Cubs. You know, they didn't even say that. They didn't say it was because he him being an asshole. They did say because of his performance or room on the team. I mean, it was definitely a baseball language thing. So that kind of pisses me off. One thing I read
0: said his... Off-field antics, really. Everybody else has actually flat out said domestic abuse. They've mm-hmm. like actually cited what his suspensions antics. are for. But yes, off-field antics was said in one thing I read. So, so I'm so just appalled by yeah. that whole thing. On the bright side, when he is, there's rumors about where he's going to go, like say the Tigers or someplace, do there's it. immediate upheaval Get from fan base. I don't know if that's going to change the minds of front offices, but fans are ticked, and it's and they're going to make it ugly if you ends up somewhere else. Speaking of ugly, we've been talking about this whole minor league chopping block that the major league has proposed. Such a bad idea. Congress... Has started a task force, so you know something is going to happen. So let me tell you who the co-chairs are. You're going to dig this, okay? U.S. Representatives Lori Trahan of Democrat, Massachusetts. David Yay, McKinley, Massachusetts. Republican, West Virginia. Max Rose, Democrat, New York. And Mike Simpson, Republican, Idaho. What did you just hear me say? It's a
1: bipartisan task force. It
0: is. They announced the Save Minor League Baseball Task Force. and I love it. That's a great title. It is a great title. It's very specific. We know exactly what it (laughs) means. It's clear. It's very clear. But the great thing is, there's that threat again, because their goal, one of the things they're going to do is they're going to monitor negotiations between the majors and the minors and, quote, discuss potential legislative action if such a solution becomes necessary.
1: That sounds appropriately vague yet intentional. There
0: is a big stick they're going to wave around. Also, Senator Bernie Sanders, you may have heard he is running for president, has met with Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred to talk about this because Bernie's ticked. Because why? Because this is a proposal that puts corporate profits above the well-being of communities, which is right in the Bernie Sanders wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. Amusingly, there is this bipartisan, bipartisan support when it involves baseball, but when the exact same parallel can be made about other things like healthcare. Where's the bipartisan support? I just don't know. But anyway, other things that are happening with the minor league kerfuffle is, you you might remember when we first started talking about it, when um, Mike Fires said, hey, this is going on. The Astros are cheating, right? Yeah. He said, my concern is that Players, the pitchers are going to be sent down to the minor leagues. Okay, so now we're back to the minor leagues here. This related because they don't do well against the Astros because the Astros are cheating. Well, somebody on the athletic was listening and said, hey, I'm going to figure out if this is really happening. And they identified nine pitchers who were sent down immediately after having bad showings against the Astros against the Astros nine that seems like a lot you know minor league players do go back and forth a bit so they said okay we're going to interview these guys they didn't they they only reached like five of them other people didn't want to talk and a couple of them said i threw really bad that day i wasn't hitting my pitches but a couple of them said you know those Astros had awfully comfortable swings so nothing definitive Came out of this interview, but I really like that they looked at it. That someone said, Hey, I wonder Mm -hmm. if this fear that um, Mike Fires had could be founded. There might be something there. And in reading all the stuff about the minor leagues, we had questioned pay. We talked about like, you know, base pay in the major leagues and how there's very little pay in the minor leagues. That's one of the things that the majors want to say they want to solve, which is why they want to make all these people unemployed. Mm -hmm. When players go back and forth, their salary changes if they're up for a day oh, they huge. get one day of their major league salary and then they go back down to the minors and they get that you know very tiny minor league salary until their next call up So if they go back and forth, they don't have any financial security. Their their salary changes with the day.
1: So the spreadsheet that I want to see, though, is that you said that nine went down after facing the Astros. So like after a particular team, how many pitchers go down? Like I want to see how that compares to how many have been sent down after saying, you know, facing another team. Like, is this an Astros thing? Sure. Let's go get to work, athletics. That's right. Want to talk more about the minor leagues? Let's do. We can talk about my favorite state of Massachusetts, who have a brand new team. Team, sort of. So for my whole life, I think we've had the Pawtucket Red Sox, and it's kind of a cool thing. We have the paw Sox and you've That's got the mascot that goes with paw. And you know, there's a lot of things you can do with paw. It's a great name, but apparently, Pawtucket wasn't the best place for drawing the crowds. Or I'm not quite sure what what went behind the the decision to move to Worcester But they moved to Worcester, Massachusetts. And so they couldn't be the Paw Socks anymore because they're not in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. So they're moving to Worcester. And what do they think of? They're the Woo Socks. But wait, it's not Worcester. It's I mean, not. I would say
0: Worcester because I'm not from there, but I would be mocked by you and yours. Well, actually, it's if, you, if right? you
1: like read it phonetically, it's Worcester. So it's, oh, that's it right. makes there we go. zero sense. But yeah, it's, it's Worcester. So it's not Woo. So I don't know where they got the Woo. I feel kind of ripped of the Woo because the Woo is the Nats' Woo. Like I associate Woo here. So... Now Nats, there's...
0: Nats, Nats, woo. Yeah. Yes. But so na- what are, are the... they going to
1: woo? Like, what's the woo? I don't know. And then their logo is... So they they had... And shit, I can't remember what animal it was. One with paws. One with paws. <laughs> that, that was the paw socks. That's paws. This is my lack of notes for this week's. But the woo socks have like a smiley face dude with arms. And he reminds me of the Mr. Happy books. Is he saying Woo. I don't know. Do they change the logo if he, if they have a bad day and he's Mr. Grumpy that or Mr. Messy if things are like really right out of sorts? So I don't know. That is to be determined. But I'm not sure I'm going to be getting any Woo socks gear. What, in what the level near are they? I, you know, I th- it must be, this is just a stab in the dark. I'm thinking triple because okay. there's the Lowell Spinners. I think they're double. That's my best guess. Okay. And, you know, y'all can just crap me out if I've gotten that wrong.
0: So Potty Mouth has been talking about wanting a job, like teaching English, say, to ballplayers and that kind of stuff. I think Potty Mouth would be an excellent mascot.
1: I would, so I could be a Mr. Happy. That would be, I would be the best fucking Mr. Happy. Well, Mr.
0: Mr. Happy is not currently hiring, but the... Maybe he is. Maybe don't he don't is. That's true. I was only looking at a couple of major league job postings. Okay. And I was comparing our racing presidents here with the nationals to the racing pierogies of... Of Pittsburgh, because we're on a Pittsburgh theme today, even though we keep saying Padres, it's really a Pittsburgh theme. And as a nice Polish girl, I'm very fond of the pierogies and I enjoy the racing pierogies. So I compared their job postings as they recruit for new pierogies and new presidents. And here are some things that I learned. To be a racing president requires a high school degree or your GED, and the pierogies do not.
1: Well, that kind of makes sense, because presidents, you've got to study history, right? Pierogies, it's Our like food. it's it's they're it's food. a culinary school. You're they're, going on a different tangent. That's, they're, they're,
0: actual mm-hmm.
1: they're, making, they're actual food. They're not making
0: food. They're actual food. And I'm sorry to tell you that you can't be a racing president because they actually have a height requirement. You have to be between 5'7 to 6'6. You can't be too
1: short. You can't be too tall to be a president. Too tall would be a rough, like that's going to be a small demographic there. But the pierogies require space. Be. I'm fast, fast.
0: You are so fast. You would be an excellent, fast pierogi. And the presidents require that you have core values of excellence, performance, <laughs> okay. and accountability. And the pierogies
1: tell you that you also have to be the Chick-fil-A cow sometimes. Oh, that's bad. All right, I'm out. I can't do either one then. I can't be a Chick-fil-A cow. Damn, let's go back yeah, to teaching English. Fuck Chick-fil-A. All right, well, if you're not going to be applying for jobs
0: as a mascot this week, what are you going to be doing?
1: I might finally follow winter baseball. Really? What do we know? I, so I think for For the past few episodes, I've been threatening or I've been saying that I was going to put together a friendly viewing guide for those of you who want to watch Winter Ball. Before Winter Ball is over? Before it's over. I am so close. I finally did it. So we have a bunch of teams that we're looking at. We have the Dominican League. We have the Puerto Rican League with the Liga de Baseball Profesional Roberto Clemente. We have the Mexican Pacific League, but not that's not their major league because that's at the same time as MLB. We have Venezuela. We have Cuba. We have Nicaragua. And we have ProBase. I finally figured it out from Panama. And they have a super interesting history because they had a league for a while and then it stopped and then it came back. But it is back. It's very hard to find their website. But dear listeners, I have found it for you and I will include the link. As well as my picks from every league, and as you well know, that I make these picks based on some really important statistics. Like, say, uh, for for Panama, I picked the Astronautas de Chiriqui because that's a great name. They're astronauts. Who wouldn't want to root for the astronauts from Chiriqui? Okay, as opposed to the Astros from Houston, who cheat. Okay, but okay. these are the astronaut,
0: <laughs> what, astronautas. Well, at least you're not picking them for their mascots.
1: Well, yes I am. In <laughs> in Cuba, as a matter of fact, I'm picking the Cienfuegos because their mascot is a really cool elephant. So there's that I have some I have a couple of boyfriends, so that's from Dominican Republic and Panama. That's why I got No, Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico, the other. I'm getting with this alliteration issue <sighs> today, but That's why I picked those guys. And the other one that I thought was kind of interesting was my Nicaragua pick, which is the Tigres de Chinandega. And that's because their ace pitcher has the best name, Arawapa Severino. So Severino, there's my boyfriend from this week. So maybe they're like distantly related sure, somehow. Or because how many
0: Severinos could there possibly be? Right,
1: and how many Arawapas are there? And two. And, yeah, there was the the Incan king from years ago who ruled over Quito, which like is the fifties. right, probably. What? <laughs> You said that's
0: years ago. It sounds so like it was re- yes. so it sounds,
1: you know Yeah, a little bit more than that. I know that there was this, I don't know, go back into Incan history. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, do that I, on your own time. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's the rundown. So there will be a friendly link on our show notes. And click on it soon and start following these leagues because in the beginning of February, there will be the Serie del Caribe, which will be the winners of all these teams playing each other in Puerto Rico, and y'all should send us there.
0: Yeah, see, I got cookies to bake, and Mm -hmm. I got like gifts to make, so I probably won't be watching the stuff now, but I will be ready in February to watch the Caribbean series. But yeah, we should go. Mm -hmm. We should go. This week, however, we've got to do some immediate boyfriend research, because next week we're talking about Kansas City and the Cincinnati Reds. So we'll have boyfriends for you from those teams for next week. If you have suggestions for us, please find us on social media and Potty Mouth will tell you where.
1: I think so. You can find us on yeah. Twitter at like, yeah, this beer is almost empty. And NCIB podcast is our Twitter. And Facebook and Instagram is no crying in bball and we have a website that's No nocryinginbball.com.
0: Oh, I like all of those things. Please tell your friends about us. We would love to welcome new listeners into the fold and until next week, say goodnight Potty
1: Mouth. night, Potty Mouth.